Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcome questions and learn to live free and real. Each week we take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join your host, Joe Farmer, as he gets real with himself, with God, and with you. Welcome back to another episode of Real Life, Living in the Here and Now. This is your host, Joe Farmer. With me again today is my new best buddy, Cliff Branham. Cliff, thanks for hanging around and doing another podcast with us. Yeah, Joe, thanks for having me around, man. Um, I've really enjoyed enjoyed our time together. It's... um, it's been an answer to prayer, and I appreciate you coming up and hanging out with me today. And and uh, last episode, we we left off. Uh, you know, you're you're telling us about your journey of, yeah. of addiction and coming to Christ, and uh, and you know how God put a you know put a desire in your heart. You know, really use this little girl, Crystal. Yeah. To uh, you know that was kind of a, a a moment in your life that helped you realize you need to, to do something. And so uh, when we, we left off last episode, you and a, a handful of other guys were uh, spending time in the Word and prayer and uh, working on this building. Yeah. Where did where did Springs of Life go from there? Oh, man, it, it went straight downhill. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Do I need to edit that out? <laughs> Tri- trial by fire was, was, our, was our next journey. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I remember one time in, we were in prayer together, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, the name Zarapath, the word Zarapath, came to my mind. And I, I said it out loud, and one of the guys that was with me said, hang on, let me look that up. I think that might have been where Elijah went through with the, the woman with the with the, the oil. And anyway, he told me later, he said, I'm pretty sure that that name, it, it means refinement. And uh, that scared me a little bit, oh, and yeah. uh, and 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 really, that's that was the season that we uh, existed in. I think for probably the first four to five years of Springs of Life was refining ourselves, the program, the mission, the vision, everything. Right. Um, so initially, when I got into this, obviously I had an experience with uh, with, with drug abuse and addiction. And um, and so that's just what we we thought we were doing. You know, we we're going to do the same thing that God did in my life. I want to teach these guys to read the Word. We're going to spend time in prayer with them, and it'll all work out just fine. And obviously, that was not the case. No. Uh, very naive <laughs> right. uh, getting into this. You know, our our heart was in the right place, our sure. motives were in the right place, but we had no idea really what we were getting into. Right. So really quickly, one of the first things we began to uh, come up against was a lot of the men. When they begin to open up and, and connect with us, they, they they had all experienced sexual abuse, and some at different levels. And so there was a lot of trauma, a lot of neglect, right. abandonment, um, just a poverty type of mindset, no purpose, no future. Uh, hepatitis C. A lot of guys had hepatitis C. I was personally not an IV drug user, and I didn't realize how prevalent it was in the younger generation. I wasn't either. It was yeah. actually the generation. And even some of the guys I grew up with, but just thankfully that followed us. I think, yeah, yeah it was rampant. Yeah, yeah, I got saved, and, and and God, you know, like the guy you were talking about earlier, I, I just got miraculously delivered. I've, I've never had a desire to do drugs or wow. get high yeah. from the July twenty sixth, nineteen ninety two, at one o'clock in the morning. Wow, I, I've never had yeah, a desire God. to do it before. But fortunately, 
I never, nobody used IV. You know, I've never seen anybody yeah. shoot up. But then I heard of some of the uh, the guys that I, you know, I yeah. grew up with started using, you know, yeah. but that's so prevalent today, uh, isn't nine it? Nine out of ten of our guys were IV drug users. And so, you know, this almost having to re-educate yourself right. all the time on, you know, the different ways they're using, the different types of drugs that are coming out. So there was a whole educational piece attached to that that, you know, we, we were not prepared for. Um, but... What happened as as these needs begin? You know, you brought this up earlier with Crystal. You know, the the initial inception and launch of Springs of Life was because of a need that we've seen in Crystal's life, or that that right. I've seen in Crystal's life, and that is what continued to fuel the fire of Springs of Life. As the need of these men was continued to be revealed, I wanted to find out how to address that need, how to create services that would help with that. So in, when you live in a small area like Jellicoe, you're pretty isolated. There's not a lot of resources that you can get your hands on. So really quickly, I had to uh, embrace the uh, spirit of partnership. I had to learn how to connect with other good organizations, other people that knew what they were doing. I I realized I didn't have to be a one-stop shop and do everything there. I didn't have the the budget for it anyway. So we partnered with family health care providers. We partnered with our local drug court system. We partnered with some of the local businesses and and began to develop services uh, through some of those other organizations that meet the needs. For example, hepatitis C, which is prevalent, as we said. Uh, one of the clinics that we partnered with uh, was able to obtain a grant so that all of our residents could access free hepatitis C treatments through them. That's awesome. and, and that's like a $50,000 cost, you know. So it, that was huge in itself. And we've been able to, you know, now we have uh, several grants that, that are right, you know, small state grants, uh, some small local grants. We have uh, uh, the ability to pay for their dental work. We have the ability to pay for their medications and prescriptions and their general health needs. We absorb the cost for all of that. So a guy can literally come off the street, come into the program, and we're providing his food. We're providing safe housing. We're providing medical uh, needs, dental needs, free hepatitis C treatments. We're obviously uh, you know, addressing the spiritual aspect, which is at the sure. heart of the matter. So we're doing a lot of small group therapies and classes. But we also have what we refer to as employment readiness. Now, something that I really didn't uh, understand early on was basic life skills and the lack there of those skills in our community. So we had to find a way how to help our, our, our men understand to be responsible, to have time management, to have good work ethic, to follow instructions, you know, teamwork, communication skills, um, because we would have guys that really, I believe, give their heart to the Lord and were genuine and sincere about it. But they were so dysfunctional. They had there was such a disadvantage in their yeah. life that they were not able to do anything beyond that. Uh, they would they would they would end up back in the same position they come out of. So you, we had to find a way to give them purpose, give them hope for the future, and uh, and that's you know. In order to do that, you got to equip them with some basic skills. You know, and, and we, we talked about this earlier, and, and myself, I use it as an example, but when you start using drugs, you literally, you're, you emotionally stop developing. Sure, yeah. So when I got saved I, and I got miraculously delivered from drugs, I was literally, I told people it was like taking an animal somewhere. Hmm. I literally didn't know how to make a salad. 
Wow. You know, people in the uh, you know the church showed me how to make a salad. Yeah. I didn't know how. I didn't. I didn't know you know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to uh, react and, and 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 things like that. Yeah, so, that's exactly what we're dealing with. And you know, yeah. people we take that for granted, and we just we do. You know, it's easy to look at people like that and, and get discouraged or be critical or cynical about that, but. That's really what we're, we're dealing with in the cliff. It is. It, it's poverty. Uh, you know, it's it, I, there's Ruby Payne. She's a fantastic author. Uh, was an educator, and, and I've I've read quite a bit of Ruby Payne's material. And some of the things that she would say is that poverty is not as much as a financial uh, situation as it is an emotional, spiritual, and mental, and even physical. Right. Uh, you know, you can give someone an opportunity or you can give them a good job or money, but that'll be squandered if they're not prepared in exactly. these other aspects. So we wanted to focus on in the first two phases of our program, which is really the first six months. It's got a, a dual focus, a two-fold focus, if you will. One is an interdependence upon God. So teaching these men how to read Scripture, how to understand it, how to apply it to their life, so they can see that God is who He says He is, and He is trustworthy, and He is faithful. And the other side of it is autonomy, learning how to govern their own life. So it's a paradoxical blend, if you will, of those two things. And the program is set up to give them both. So that first six months, they're spending time on-the-job training. It's We have a contract with a uh, campsite there in, in Jellico. It's on the outskirts of Jellico, Ride Rule Blue. I'll give them a right. shameless plug there. But, right, absolutely. Uh, uh, and the guys are able to, to work there, and, and, and it provides a really uh, perfect opportunity to teach them these basic life skills. When they return in the afternoon, they're in classes for the remainder of the day getting that other part of the program. So it's, um, it's a lot of hands-on, a lot of hard work. It's, it's, a, it's a routine. It's a structure. It's a schedule. There are physical needs. There are mental needs. You know, psychological health, a lot of good books, a lot of, a lot of great people that are, that are involved with us. It takes a community effort, a kingdom effort, if it you does. will, to bring restoration to these guys' lives. You know, Cliff, you, didn't, you and I didn't know this when we first talked on the phone for the first time, but there's a lot of similarities in what you're doing yeah. and what we're trying to do and what I see going on other places and that that lets me know that God is really involved in this yeah, yeah. and he's putting something together you know not necessarily a program but there is uh, you know there are right ways and wrong ways to do things absolutely you know yeah. and I do believe you know um, that God is putting people like us together mm-hmm. and other people like-minded uh, that have a desire to change their communities you know for so long you know especially in the area where we live in we live in you know in Appalachia and um, people were always saying uh, well why don't somebody do something well why don't somebody do this why don't somebody do that and you know eventually you got to ask yourself well who's somebody you know yeah. I'm somebody you're somebody yeah you know it's not the government's job to do everything we've relegated uh, for some reason we've relegated everything it reminds me of the Bible when they told God just give us a king like everybody else yeah we've relegated everything for the government but uh, I believe God wants us especially us as believers to get involved how to yeah and, and you know it's it's our privilege to be involved it is uh, it's a great uh, privilege to be involved in, in what God would have us to do I always um, you know Springs of Life, we have the recovery program, and that addresses those issues of addiction and poverty. But Springs of Life, in in the overarching theme, is really about 
community revitalization in in rural Appalachia. So if you you know the Springs of Life Foundation is really about bringing the kingdom of God to these communities, bringing revitalization and, and restoration. And then there's programs that work underneath that overarching organization, which is like. The recovery program, and then here, and in, in hopefully by this time next year, we'll have Solid Grounds Coffee Shop opened okay. up, and and that's to create you know just a, a loving space there in the community for people to come and have a great cup of coffee and a bite to eat and be loved on. And that's right. Uh, and then above that, we have what we call Jesse's Place, and Jesse's Place is our Phase Three program, and that's where the men transition from the Phase One and Two facility into this this new phase. And, and really have to start flexing that autonomy muscle. Now they can uh, be fully employed with one of our strategic partners. We have three employers that will hire the men. And really those first three months is looked at as almost an interview. You know, they're proving that they can be a good employee. And they're living there in that other facility. They still participate in the small groups and they, they go to church with us and we do family meals together. But there's a lot more freedom and a, and a lot more self-governance in that. And the idea is it's a slow reintegrating back into society, uh, but the the, the you know the, the I guess the the big barrier is when you got guys that's been you know ripping and roaring for ten fifteen years, and then all of a sudden you know they're trying to surrender themselves to the Lord and put their life back together. You can become an idol. It's it's all about you right. and, and getting your kids back and getting your driver's license and getting your you know finally I've got a job and I'm making some money and one of the things that we try to uh, really instill in our men in the program is is you know God has given you mercy and grace and redeem and restoring your life so that you may serve Him and bring others into relationship with Him. Now that may mean your roofing. But that, that roofing, that's your ministry right now. That's Where, exactly right. Wherever you land, that's your mission field. And so uh, we want to make sure that they they understand the importance of, of what God's doing in and through their lives uh, to know Him and to make Him known, if you will. That's right. And, and what I see happening with, with things like what you're doing, what I see God doing here, what I see God doing in West Virginia, yeah. it's it's uh, it, it, it's it's this grassroots organic. It's, it's taking... God, you know, we for some reason, you know, and if you read Barna's research, it says probably less than two percent of Christians witness. Wow, you know, and for some reason, we've erected this wall between what's sacred and secular. Yeah. You know, I, I've even heard these prayer requests at church before. Pray for me. I work with sinners. Pray that God will move me. I think you're right, exactly wow. where you're supposed to be. You yeah. know, but but we haven't looked at it that way. We've really took the scripture, come out from among them, and be separate. I mean, really taking that to heart. We've come <laughs> yeah. so far out of the world, they can't find us. Yeah. You know, and I remember having a conversation with my wife 10 or 15 years ago, and I said, you know what? We don't have any lost friends. So how are we going to win anybody to Jesus? And I yeah. really see God raising up things like you, which is a revitalization project, and, and things like that all over the place to where that Christians are intentionally in the marketplace, in their communities, and you're really building a support system for people that when they get their life together that you could be there for them. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I, I really believe um, it's just the basic Christianity. You right. know, it's just the basic fundamentals and building blocks of what Christianity looks like, and um, it's to fall in love with Him, you know, and to help others understand that he's worthy of falling in love with. Um, it, you know, I look back on my life and I think about all the years that were squandered. And, you know, I had friends that were going to college and, and getting married and having children, and I was destroying my life. 
and, and God has redeemed the time. You know, He has returned sevenfold what the enemy stole. And, uh, and so we're, we're excited about being able to introduce men to that God, that living God that can, uh, can revitalize their lives, their hearts, and their community through them. So, Amen. man, we, we, we love what you guys are doing in Manchester. There's something special about this place. I know you guys know that already, but it's almost become like a hub for other communities. It's, you know, God has been drawing my heart toward Manchester now for, I guess, going on a year, and you're the second uh, you know organization that I've come in contact here with that has just had such a tremendous impact on the community and uh, we're really impressed what, with what you guys are doing up here, and I, I hope we can be more a part of what what goes on in Manchester. Absolutely, buddy. You're stuck with me, you know, whether you realize <laughs> yeah. it or not. Uh, but you said something earlier that really caught my attention. You said you had family meals with the men. Yeah. Tell me why that's important. So that's that's extremely important. We have a, a volunteer. Um, husband and wife duo Rich and Mary Lynn Ross from Nashville, Tennessee. Rich is a, repair, a retired airport police officer, and Mary Lynn's a retired educator. And uh, they were feeling called to move to Jellicoe for 14 years. Once Rich retired, they moved and bought a house right behind Springs of Life. He and I had some common connections, and so I immediately drafted him into the family because we'd been praying for laborers for a while. And uh, Rich and Mary Lynn. They have a true model Christian marriage. I mean, they are, they're, they're so close, you'd think they're brother and sister. You know? right. <laughs> they're just an amazing couple, been married for longer than I've been alive. And, uh, and Rich said, hey, would it be okay on Friday evenings at 5 o'clock if we have the entire house come to our, our place and Mary Lynn and I will cook a meal for all the men? And so nice. I love that. And, and the guys go up, and some of them have never sat around a table in their lives and had a family meal. Awesome. Uh, and, and of course, some of them have never seen a functional uh, husband and wife uh, model for family. So it's allowing them to see what, what family can look like. It's allowing them to experience. And, you know, we, we call it a program, and there's a lot of structure and routine, and, and that's because the men need that. They Absolutely. need that in their lives. It regulates mood. It teaches them responsibility. But they also need things that are organic and, and alive. And, and, and so that... That portion of our program, I believe, brought about a great change in their lives. I guarantee yeah. You know, it's really, and I, I've, I've said this so much, you know, it's so important to eat supper. Break bread, yeah, with, man. With your family, with yeah. other people. We've had, and, and invite other people around your table. Yes. People like you're talking about. And we, yeah. we've had... We've had other kids and things around our table. Yeah. We've had people dealing with stuff around our table. And, and I've seen God just... Do something yeah. in people's life, and just well, what, what's Jesus in a say? If you have a banquet, you know, don't invite those wow. that will repay you, but those that can't repay you. And and Rich and Mary Lynn are doing that on a weekly basis. They've been there two years now, and I don't think they may have missed one Friday in two years. That's amazing. Yeah, and the guys love them. Our residents, they love, and they like me, but they love Rich and Mary Lynn. So yeah. they're special people. Well. Food, you know, when you ate a meal with someone in the Bible, it meant you were at peace with them. Yeah, and when you. I know when growing up, we never ate the table. When we did, it was probably something dysfunctional, yeah. you know, and, and people's never had that. They've never never seen that. So, yeah. uh, Cliff, you don't mind? Uh, if somebody wants to find out more about Springs of Life, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, so we've got – you can visit our website at springsoflifeinc.org. You can reach our admissions line at 423 423- 
784-6622. And there's always somebody there to take your call uh, 24-7. So, uh, yeah, you can go and check us out. And you can also, there's links to our Facebook there on our website. And you can choose to follow us and see all of our updates and pictures and stories. And we try to keep the community as updated as possible. Right. So you have a men's program. Is there a age limit there? What does that look like? Is there? Yeah, I mean, it's 18 to probably roughly 55 to 60. As long as someone can participate in the daily activities that we do, we try not to exclude anyone. Right. So, right. Yeah. Uh, Man, thanks for coming on again on another yeah, program. Joe, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure, and I love being here. Yeah, yeah I love having you, man. We appreciate everybody listening out there uh, today. Uh, tune in again next week, and until then, remember, keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us next week as we tackle real life together.